Yeah. All right. So this is Maggie Pearson. This is the first episode, I guess, of Pre-Med Possibilities, and I'm here with Dr. Philip Pearson. Hello. Um, and so, yeah, I wanted to make this podcast over the summer because as a possible pre-med student, I really feel like there is this idea of what the pre-med path is and what it should look like for people. And it seems like everyone is focusing on getting all the requirements done and they have an idea and they have a path and they know what they want to do. Um, and I'm just really curious about actual doctors and people in the medical industry and what their experiences have been like because I'm sure that for most people their experiences are not the norm and people have different ways of getting to where they are now and so this podcast for me is just a way to have conversations with people in the medical industry about how they got to where they are some challenges influences and um, yeah what makes them who they are so I guess my first question for you Dr. Pearson is how did you what was your experience in college how did that affect thinking about becoming a doctor and what 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 affected you so so hi yes i'm dr philip pearson i happen to be maggie's dad i'm a colorectal surgeon i've been uh in practice for about 16 years now and yeah i sort of have an interesting path and happy to share it so what were the things i was thinking about in college and how did that how did that reflect on my decision to go into medicine? Mm-hmm. So in college, I was not at all thinking about going into medicine. Um, <clears throat> not one little tiny bit. Um, so I really didn't take any, I didn't take any pre-med courses on purpose. I happened to take a physics course um, at college and did not do very well, actually, in that, in that uh, class at all. And I will say that I had plenty of friends around me in my social group and I was in a singing group and a couple of guys that were in the singing group, some of them went on to be doctors. They, they were pre-meds and some went on to be doctors. And then I feel like I had a few friends who were pre-meds who absolutely did not go on to be doctors specifically because they did poorly in their pre-medical classes. And I specifically remember that it was organic chemistry. Sophomore year was like, I guess they call it the uh, like a filter class. That's a not the right class. word. A weed out class, mm-hmm. and that seems very strange to me. But basically, a class that is intended to be so hard, or at least hard enough, that if you're not busting your hump like a hundred percent to do well in that class, you know you'll get a C. In which case, your application to med school doesn't look very good. In which case, why apply to med school? And the friends that I saw doing this were sort of not happy campers, or at least they were not happy about it. Right. They were not happy taking the course, and they were certainly not happy after they got a C and were like essentially forced to give up whatever dreams they had to become a doctor. And I, I found that very sort of disturbing um, as an undergrad. Um, having not been a pre-med, I was on the outside looking in at the pre-med world going, wow, that's really twisted. That's really, really twisted that there's a class that weeds kids out and some of them are sad at the end of the class because they'll never be doctors and some make it through the filter and then they go on to do other things with pre-med or med. So that was very strange for me to watch some friends um, do that um, and go through that in college. 
that was my perspective on things in my coursework in, in yeah. college. And for your friends who went on to become doctors, were they, after those weed-out classes, was it smooth sailing for them after they had had that experience, or were they still busting their ass and really trying hard to complete all their pre-med requirements before they graduated? You know, it's an interesting question. I guess I have, I guess I have the impression that my pre-med friends were busting their ass a lot of the time. Yeah. I really can't tell you what specific memories I have of that because it was a long time ago, mm-hmm. but, but I just, I just have vague memories that they were like basically working harder than the rest of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was an English major, I did a lot of performing. I tried to take, in my opinion, interesting broad-based classes like, hey, right. a religion class, an art class, mm-hmm. a music class, a dance class. Believe it or not, yes, your dad took a dance class. Um, didn't really work. But um, yeah, like, I don't know. I tried to, to kind of be well-rounded and experience things that I hadn't ever experienced in, in high school right. academically. And these guys were just cranking on the sciences. They yeah. had these requirements and they had to crank. And it just, it seemed to me they were either A, not as happy as the rest of us, or B, working a lot harder than the rest of us. And when you went in and met all of them, were they pretty clear on, I want to be a pre-med, this is what I want to do with my life? Um, that wasn't something that was totally crystal clear mm-hmm. as you were going through freshman and sophomore year in college. I mean, I don't remember people talking about it a whole lot. I suppose if I had been a pre-med, you would figure out very quickly who the other pre-meds were, especially right. because you would have been in the science classes with them. Right. Um, I know that the physics class I took in college, I get totally outclassed. Uh, by the other smart kids and I ended up getting a C plus and a pass which then plays in interestingly later in the story of my little career here um, but yeah C plus and a pass is not a great science grade right. for a kid who wants to be a pre-med at all and I yeah. was like well that's the last science class I take in college was kind of my attitude and right. moved on and explored other things yeah so you didn't do any besides the physics in terms of pre-med requirements going into Princeton did you have any idea of what you wanted to do with your college education? You know, I really did not. I was excited to be there. I was excited to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, I was excited to sing. That was my main activity was the singing in my singing group. But mm-hmm. uh, make friends, be active, have a social life, and learn. And, and honestly, I guess the word learn seems kind of tepid here. Like, oh, I just wanted to learn. But, you know, it's hard. Every class you take there is hard. There's no jokes uh, at that school. And therefore... It was hard work, but I wanted to I wanted to learn interesting stuff. I wanted to broaden myself, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, I didn't didn't I didn't know all the pre meds, but I just had a few friends who were. Yeah. So that was your college experience, and then going out of college, what happened? So I thought I was going to go into advertising, and then I ended up getting a job. Basically, a friend of mine's dad wanted someone to work in his stock trading company in New York City, mm-hmm. and the opportunity landed in my lap and I went up and met the guys in the office and it was a great opportunity to just get to New York and start off in a business. I had not really ever thought about stock trading before, but I wasn't going to turn down basically a job offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went and did it as, as an adventure. And um, so I, I worked in New York for a year uh, at a firm called Rinders Gray and Company. And I was like... Uh, Kind of a scut monkey, as they say in medicine, just kind of running around doing stuff for the guys that were really doing stuff, learning the ropes, uh, shall we say, about the, the stock trading uh, business. And by the end of the year, I absolutely knew it was not for me. 
Um, and halfway through the year, I had a huge revelatory moment talking with my girlfriend at the time where I literally figured out within a two hour span of time that I was absolutely going to be a doctor. And it was a very strange moment because it just grew organically out of a conversation with a girlfriend, which was kind of a, hey, what, if you don't like the stock market, what are you going to do? What do you think? And we sat down and talked about it. And at the end of two hours, I absolutely knew I was going to be a doctor. It was crazy. Um, it was so crazy that I decided to keep a diary uh, after that to make sure that I wasn't crazy. And sure enough, I kept taking that, you know, recording my thoughts and my feelings in this diary. And um, and it was uh, it was a real desire. I, yeah. I all of a sudden, like a light switch turned on and I wanted to go into medicine. And I finished out six more months on Wall Street. And figured out to go down to Virginia and become, basically, take pre-med courses at Virginia mm -hmm. when my girlfriend went to law school down there. So a total change in my life from working on Wall Street to taking pre-med classes at UVA right. with the undergrads. And how was that in terms of the pre-med classes at UVA having graduated from college and doing it again? So it was really interesting because that light switch had been turned on inside of me. And I knew I wanted to go to medicine. I had already graduated from college and got my degree and done fine and had a kind of an interesting job on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. I was a little bit more of a grown-up. And I walked into the UVA community like, hey, I've got to take this course and this course. And someday I've got to take that course because those are my three remaining. I still had to take chem, bio, and organic chemistry. Yep. Um, we didn't have to take a math back in those days. Um, this was like 19... 91 or two mm -hmm. and so I knew I had these three courses I signed up for the individual classes at UVA and I was taking classes with freshmen mm -hmm. which was interesting and kind of funny because they all want to know what dorm I lived in and mm -hmm. what fraternity I was rushing and or then they thought I was a grad student like, well, I'm not an undergrad and I must be a grad student and I was like well I'm not really a grad student either I'm just taking this class mm -hmm. and the thing was that because I was just taking essentially one class, I could absolutely focus my attention on just that one class. Right. I guess to be fair, I was taking bio and chem. Mm -hmm. I must have been taking bio and chem. Yep. Had to be. I was taking bio and chem together. Yep. But and just those two. Just those two. And taking it with a freshman. And then in the rest of my time, I was like volunteering in the hospital and working in a research lab and trying to kind of dip my fingers, yeah. dip my toes in the pool of medicine and try and experience some things. And right. volunteering was great. But because I was only taking two classes, I killed them. I, yeah. I did great because I really, really wanted to do well in them and to learn everything I could because I had a goal to go to med school. Yep. But I did not have being an undergraduate in college as a distractor for these two classes that I was taking. So I kind of felt like it was unfair. I was, I was killing these exams because that's the only exams I had to study for. Yeah. The only thing I had to do, basically, was study for chem and bio. Right. I was like the dreaded curve buster. Because <laughs> what am I going to do? Tons of time to study. Study, volunteer. Tons of, like, not just the time, but, but like, motivated to study. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I've got to learn. You knew what you wanted to do. My, my funny story about that is, you know, at the end of every chapter of the chemistry textbook, there's, like, you know, 25 questions. Right. And when I'm an undergrad, if I'm an undergrad taking a chemistry class I might do 10 or 15 of those problems mm -hmm. when I'm just taking chem and bio I did all 25 mm -hmm. 
every single one. And they get harder and harder and harder. And the last five are like bonus questions or something. And I would just do them all. And I would learn that stuff backwards and forwards because that's all I had to do. Right. I kind of felt like it wasn't fair. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really fair to the undergrads for guys like me to be taking a class and busting the curve. But I guess, I don't know, it was my class to take. And that's how I took bio and chem. Mm-hmm. And then I took organic chemistry the following summer uh, as a compressed summer course at Fordham University because we lived in Manhattan for the summer. Um, and that was a bunch of complete nerds like me who wanted to take orgo all compressed into a summer. Mm-hmm. And it was the same thing. That was the only class. Now, that was really hard to do all of orgo in like a month and a half or I forget what it was, but it was super intense. And obviously it moved really, really fast. But that was it. You were taking one class and I did really well on that too. So when you break the classes down and just focus on that class, you can do really well. Mm-hmm. When you have those classes to do as part of an undergraduate course of study, I, I think it's much harder. With extracurriculars and friends oh, and man. a bunch Way of harder. stuff. Gotcha. I, I'm totally biased because that's how life, that's how I did my life. And so I'm like, well, that's, that worked out for me. So that's the way people should do it. But that is certainly how I experienced it, which is if I had taken those classes as undergrads, there's no way I would have had the same amount of focus and time and effort for the, for the pre-med classes if I had been an undergrad. Right. That's how it, that's how it shook out for me. And how were your experiences volunteering and working at the research lab? Did they influence you at all? It was, yeah, it was really, really, both of those things were very useful. And that's really, honestly, the only two things it was. There was volunteering in the hospital, Mm -hmm. which is just getting close to patients somehow, whether you're bringing them water or whatever. And working in a research lab is just kind of seeing how science works, trying to be a gopher and, and contribute, maybe helping out the scientists with some studies that they're doing because obviously I had no qualifications I was just a, a helper guy a useful helper guy but yep. they need those folks um, the um, the volunteering I would I guess I would focus on the volunteering for me um, was a really important part of it because uh, I had a couple of experiences during volunteering which were really quite moving like I volunteered in a burn center and I ended up seeing the same guy I think it was like a couple times a week I volunteered in the burn center and um, and I ended up helping the same guy out and seeing him sort of week in and week out and he he had had just a terrible burn and he was in the hospital for months and months and um, that really affected me and I ended up writing about my experience with him in my diary and then later on when I applied to med school I used one of my diary entries as my essay for med school which for me was really useful because I hate writing application essays. Nobody likes them because you're trying to make yourself look cool without, without being too much of a jerk about yeah. it. But you definitely have to make yourself look cool. Um, and this was a way for me to say, hey, this is a, a piece of writing I did for a different thing. This shows a lot of why I am into medicine. Right. And so here it is. Mm-hmm. And they got to see my writing from my diary about this guy in the burn center. So the volunteering for me was really important and moving and also useful because it gave me something to write about quite, yeah. quite honestly the research lab was a cool job to have i, I think i got paid <laughs> helped me pay the rent and i kind of learned about how science works but it wasn't a huge impact on my medical life per se but right. interesting sort of backstory on how sciences how scientists do basic science research were there any drawbacks for you with the volunteering did you see anything that you thought you know this is this might be something that if I do become a doctor one day, I want to try and do better at this? Or was it mostly just trying to 
dip your toe in the water and get a totally just just getting experience literally just getting in the doors of the hospital and right. for a person with no for a person with no experience I mean I think that's one of the only ways to kind of get yourself in a hospital is just to be a volunteer um, it's it's as a physician now it's really hard to get high school students quite frankly into the hospital there's so many rules and regulations and stuff like that but um, volunteering is a good way to get in the hospital get access to patients and just honestly help yeah yeah that's awesome so you applied to medical school at UVA I did so I I had been living in you in uh, Virginia in Charlottesville Virginia for two years by the time I applied Mm -hmm. and what was cool was that makes me officially a resident of Virginia I actually paid some taxes in Virginia and my license was a Virginia license, so I was officially a state resident of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Applied to UVA, applied to a bunch of other places, and um, I got some interviews. And a universal feature of the interviews when I went on visits and had interviews was, hey, it's really nice to meet you, Philip Pearson. Let me look at your, your resume here. Okay, here's your grades. Okay. You want to tell me about that C plus in the past back at Princeton? Just uh, tell me a little bit about that. Right. Let's go in. Let's go into detail. And yeah, it was funny. They always they were very nice about it. That nobody was a jerk about it. But it was you know I got an interview, it which was, is impressive. Right. But there's a bunch of A's and A pluses, and there's the C plus and a pass. And they're like, "Can you explain this to me?" Very pleasantly, but nonetheless, can you explain this? To yeah. Me? And I luckily had a totally ready answer, which was, "Oh yeah, it's a funny story." I thought I was going to be a physics guy and I got completely outclassed by some really smart people and I basically had to pull the ripcord and bail and thought it was over and then way later decided I was going into medicine, picked up a complete passion for medicine, kicked ass and the rest of my courses. As they can clearly see. And then, but I, I have to say, I can't remember if I ever thought about taking physics again. I'm not sure how that would have worked out, or even if anybody would have been interested in me mm-hmm. taking physics again. But nonetheless, I did not take physics again, and there's that grade, and I just kind of said, there it is. That's, that's how it happened. Mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't cope with the stress of being an undergrad, and these kids were too smart. The course was too hard. I was not up to it, mm-hmm. and that's how I did. And then I picked up my passion for medicine, and here's how I did after that. Right. No other explanation for for but that mm-hmm. and um and yeah I guess it worked out. <laughs> Got into UVA med school, mm-hmm. which is good. Obviously, they take a lot of kids from who are residents of the state of Virginia, so that's cool. Um, I think med schools these days definitely take more sort of interesting candidates that are not straight out of college. And I guess I was one of those. I was three years out of college, and I had had a job on Wall Street, which is pretty interesting. Um. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well with UVA. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know you probably have to go soon, but we could probably... You could pick it up. We could pick it up a little later and keep the conversation going if you want. Or Sounds whatever. good. I'm, I'm down to keep it going later. Cool. Let's do awesome. that. Awesome. Thank you.